Hello everyone, it is Erin. I just wanted to tell you that you are amazing. We're super grateful for you. We hit 1.1k streams literally today, which just feels wild, especially because Jesse and I kind of started this a little bit as a joke. And so to have you guys listen every week is amazing. If you guys could just pause or you can keep listening while you do this right now and go to Apple Podcasts and rate and review us, that's super helpful. And we have a Patreon. Um, you can sign up for that for as little as like $1 a month. And that is like wonderful. And on the Patreon, we're going to be releasing exclusive content for Patreon members where we watch your favorite movie, your favorite TV show. We read fan fiction you send us. Literally anything we will do. That's a lie. We won't do anything. But you have a lot of input for what gets exclusively recorded and delivered to patrons. So if you want to sign up, that link is www.patreon.com slash you are, the letters you are, to the number two gay friends. So your two gay friends. And yeah, we hope to see you there. I'll also link it in the description. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. We're running a perfect 100 right now on <laughs> episodes of this show that make Are me bad. feel unwell. <laughs> oh, I went to the dentist this morning and got my, oh my teeth goodness. cleaned. Good for you. Do they feel Thank shiny? You. Yeah, they told me I need to get my wisdom teeth out, which I was like, yeah, You still I haven't had and those? No. Mm. And then they also told me that I need a filling and they were like, he's booking early June. And I was like, well, I don't fucking live here, so I'm not going to get Yeah. It. Oh, um, I will say I don't want to show for them because they haven't given us money yet and they do sponsor a lot of podcasts. So maybe bleep out the product name, but um, I cannot recommend a quick toothbrush enough. <laughs> I bought one because I'm very easily swayed by podcast um, advertisements and my teeth have never been cleaner. I love it so much. <laughs> I have I have so many podcast ad products. It's really upsetting. I subscribed to <laughs> for a while, which is like again bleep it because they don't sponsor us yet. But it's like a women's lifestyle box. <laughs> again, all of these products hopefully will sponsor us someday. So like, don't give them free advertising now. But um, make them work for it. Yes, exactly. But no, the toothbrush. Like honestly, the first time I brushed my teeth with it. I felt like I'd just left the dentist. Like, my teeth felt so clean. Like, it took a few days to get used to the feeling of my mouth feeling that clean all the time. Okay. Wow. You've sold me. Okay. Yeah. See, so, actually, I'm going to email Quip, uh, just this clip of things and be like, hey, we can get you some customers. I'm very persuasive. I shill for I all the time. I know. Oh, my God. So, let's tell everyone why, what, why we're recording. <laughs> today what do you what do you mean this is def the date is definitely march 7th march 7th when we originally did this okay so we rewatched this episode because the audio was lost this is the fine. second of the famous lost episodes of jesse rogers and we do apologize 
And by I we, I mean <laughs> me. It was 100% my fault, and I feel terrible. I definitely caught things on this rewatch, but also yes. I do feel a little bit like it was a hate crime to be <laughs> watch this episode twice. This was literally the worst episode. We had to sit through it twice. And like certain things I want to talk about, we really shouldn't because the things that I want to mention don't come up for another like four episodes. It's... This whole this whole recording process is an act of aggression. And I did take like three pages of notes, though. So, oh, I just kept my old notes and was supplementing with my mind because I just couldn't. I couldn't be bothered to give it my entire attention a second time. Uh, but so, we, we yeah, this rewatched is... and are re-recording episode eight. Your cheat in heart. This your is your cheat in heart. <laughs> this is the, the first time ever. I'm sorry. I'm just gonna keep interrupting you. This is the first time ever that like our recording to releasing. Like, we can talk about current events and they won't be ridiculously outdated. Not that we're going to make it feel like we recorded it a long time ago by only referencing things from three months ago. <laughs> I have something to say that's not, like, current events, but is something that I discovered this week and Ooh, it yes, was kind yes, of yes. shocking. But, so, this is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. I am Aaron. And I'm Jesse, And we are gay. Yes, and if you thought you were finally getting a reprieve because last episode was not about Secret Life, <laughs> guess what, bitches? We're back. I literally, I fucking, I can't. I hate this show so much already. <laughs> I love it, but I hate it. Like, I'm so torn because I'm alternating so heavily. Whenever I don't have to physically watch it, I love it. <laughs> But when I have to watch it or talk about it or think about it in any capacity, it's like torture. I know. It's so bad. But we ran our first giveaway and someone won. Oh, someone won? Should we not? Or I guess it'll be I already announced it on our Instagram. But Reagan won, which is exciting. Oh, good for Reagan. Uh, Wait, that's a phrase I thought I'd never say. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. Okay. Here's my thing, really quick. So yes, Mark please. Molina is in this episode, which oh, frequently on this podcast we mess up his last name and we say it's either Medina or Molina. And I was like, Wait, I don't what know is it why. Actually? It's Molina. Mo like M O L I N A. What do we say? Sometimes we say Medina, and it's usually just one hundred. I was gonna say I only say hot counselor to avoid this (laughs) situation because I don't know his name. Well, but I was like, why do I always mess up his name? And then I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Hello, Max Medina, Gilmore Girls. (gasps) I need to sit with this for a moment. (laughs) I know. I had that realization like I wanted to text you about it, but I wanted your your reaction on Poor Max. Max deserved better. I or, know, I know. He was. The, I said that to someone the other day, and they were like, "You don't like Luke," and I was like, "I mean, Luke was fine, but he took." There was so fuck much fuckery in that situation. Like we could have. I'm just could, saying. She would have divorced Max eventually anyway. They could have at least saying, had four seasons of happiness. I'm saying, if she was gonna marry Chris and get divorced anyway, <laughs> why not never uh, have her marry Chris because he's an asshole and have her marry max instead i just choked on my own tongue because you reminded me that she marries chris oh Um, i hate him i hate him too but i i will say the most iconic moment in media is when lorelei is talking to chris 
And she's basically, like, the gist of what she says is, like, oh, every relationship I've ever been hasn't worked out because I've been, like, angry at you or, like, hurt by you or something. (laughs) And then he's like, what the fuck, (laughs) Lorelai? But I think it's really cool, actually, to blame all of your problems on a different person and then tell them that to their face. I think it's awesome. I've been doing that several times recently, and it really has worked out well for me. Wow, we're hitting the Gilmore Girls hard today. We are. (laughs) Oh God. Um. Anyway, yeah. When I had my when I got my teeth cleaned this morning, she was very not gentle, which was fine. Oh, but that's I cool. I was like, Ugh. she was also like, "How long has it been since you've been in the dentist?" And I was like, three years. Shut the fuck up about it." Um. But she, I was like, "Yeah, I just rewatched all of Glee," and she was like, "Oh my God, I love Glee," and I was like, mm, "Okay, we can be friends." Did you tell her to listen to the pod? <laughs> no. <laughs> Actually, I was thinking about it, but then I was like, I'm not going to sim for our pod that hard. I will. Next time I get my teeth cleaned, I'm definitely telling Karen that she should be listening to the pod. <laughs> or her hip TikTok daughter should listen to the pod. Oh my god. Just see, there's 121 episodes of the show. What? <laughs> no! Like, how are we going to do this without like me actually physically perishing? <laughs> Let's get into episode A. You're cheating her. Your cheek in horror. Okay, so we're gonna make this kind of quick because this episode fucking sucks. This episode so. again, like my seasonal depression came back. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. Uh, but Mimsy is making breakfast. We <laughs> with this open with Mimsy right there, making some floppy ass bacon. Yeah, that bacon. Was... Do you, like you need a little more firmness in bacon. I'm sorry. I there was there was also like no grease in the pan, so I don't know what she was cooking. Did she strain it? <laughs> she said it was thick cut bacon. There's no way there you're getting thick cut bacon with bacon. no grease. That simply does not happen. I like how there's much larger issues with this episode. <laughs> We're like, that bacon was not. We're already hung up like two seconds into it. Uh. (laughs) But okay, so Amy comes in and Mimsy is like, oh, hello. She greets the baby. Okay, blah, blah, blah. They talk. Mimsy doesn't want Amy to feel shame. So you're going to have a baby. Who cares? That actually was cool, though. Like, she was the first character that's like, Amy, I love you and I'm proud of you no matter what. Mm -hmm. Without, like, some sort of string attached or, like, any sort of negative reaction whatsoever. Can we take anything Mimsy says at face value? (laughs) We'll get into that. Also, another reason why you can't take anything Mimsy says at face value, besides the big one we'll get into, is that she sounds exactly like Mrs. Claus in the claymation hit The Year Without a Santa Claus. Have you I've seen? seen <gasps> so you've never witnessed the joy of the of Heat Miser and Snow Miser, the two gayest parts of Christmas? <laughs> no, I know. Okay, well, I'm just gonna assume I know what that person's voice sounds like because I had to listen to fucking Mimsy talk for like. Yeah, I hope Mimsy never comes back in this show. Is I hope she comes say. back frequently because. You know what? I had a good time while she was around. <laughs> Someone needs to teach her how to blend her blush in. Let me. Just... I liked the blush. It looked like she got punched twice. <laughs> oh my god. Um, Anne comes in and is like, why the fuck are you here? Also, how did it take her this long to notice that bacon was being cooked in her house? I don't know. I feel like if you're a mom, you should be maybe a little bit of a lighter sleeper. 
so that way if somebody breaks into your house well like if there's one thing we know about Anne Jurgens, it's she loves to sleep at inopportune times. <laughs> That's true. When your daughter is at the carnival, carnival with her... or the county fair, first of all, oh, the please. County. Sorry, <laughs> there's a difference, and it's important. Uh... <sighs> okay, oh. Ashley comes in and greets Mimsy, and Mimsy is just oh. like, "If anyone was gonna get pregnant, I'm surprised it's not you," which is just such a shitty thing to say. Yeah. I love Ashley's response, too. She's just like, oh, is that bacon? Like, she can't be bothered to deal with this nonsense, and I love that for her. No. And poor Ashley. It's hard to be a girl boss in a house full (laughs) of um, girl employees. (laughs) So Ashley uses the Mimsy situation, because Mimsy doesn't know that George isn't, you know, living there currently. Uh, Mimsy's like, oh, where's George? I made this bacon special for him. And then Molly Ringwald's like, oh, he's in North Carolina looking at furniture. And Mimsy's like, there's no fucking way that George is buying furniture made in this country. And then then Ashley goes, well, actually, he's going to be home tonight if you stick around. Yeah. And Molly Ringwald looks like she's going to strangle Ashley. And Mimsy's just like, we can just pick up some clothes at the mall. We'll go when everyone else is at school. And it's like, shouldn't how much school has Amy missed? This is the thing. We do not know. Amy presumably misses like 17 to 37 days of school, based on what I understand from the timeline of this show. (laughs) And no one seems concerned about it. No one at all. Okay, I do have... Okay, Ashley calls Madison Laurie Millie and Vanilli. I don't have anything to say about that except that it's funny. That's so funny. And I don't know why it's funny. Knock Knock by Mac Miller stuck in my head. I've never heard a Mac Miller song. Oh, I thought you were going to say I've never heard of Mac Miller. <laughs> um, I frequently get yelled at by a lot of people because I mean to say Toby Mac, but I say Mac Miller and vice versa. <laughs> And it leads to some very weird mashups that I hope happen someday. So I'm like, yeah, didn't you know Stephen Curtis Chapman had a song with Mac Miller? And people are like, what the hell, Jesse? Okay, so I also have the line, give me the straight poop now, which I just can't with the show. They really should have shifted this all to a mockumentary feel. I think that could have saved the show. And it would have gotten rid of the score. They also um, should have shortened the number of episodes they had from 121 to, to 12. <laughs> <laughs> this should have been a miniseries. Like Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. But then they renewed Big Little Lies. So not like Big Little Lies. But I think the first season was only like six or eight episodes or something. A Big Little Lies? Yeah. Seven. Yeah. So. I think both seasons were seven episodes. You didn't watch season two, did you? No. Fuck that. I'm sorry, but this season two is the first time Meryl Streep has acted in her life. Every other movie, she's just it's playing her herself. Breakout role. This is her breakout <laughs> role. And I think, honestly, if she really works with it, I think she could go places. Maybe I'll watch season two now that I have HBO Max from my high school best friends. Yes. Parents. Also, I do need to warn you, it's not good. Like, even people who like season oh, yeah. one don't like season two. Speaking anyway. horrible men. Ugh. George, George wakes up in the furniture store. Does the only thing he's ever done that I think is cool and funny. <laughs> Which is... 
he decides because he can no longer sleep with his mistress who i think they broke up now um, yeah they broke up they broke up because he bought adrian a desk that's right and bought cindy a wardrobe yeah which was a lot nicer than the stakes the previous guy got them yeah. but um so george is like oh if i can't sleep by adrian's where can i sleep how about the bed in front of the window in my furniture store <laughs> so like the scene starts he's like just 400 like, other beds in the yes and he's just like the scene opens on him in bed and we're like oh why do we need to see george sleeping and then it kind of shows the window and like people are starting to gather because they're like what the hell is happening here someone is in this bed and George, you know, ever the performer, he kind of, like, stretches out. He seems completely unbothered. He reaches over and flips a tag on the bed that says sale and taps on it <laughs> twice. Like, it's some sort of marketing ploy. And then he walks away scratching his ass. <laughs> oh, it's so it's funny. So... Then we go to the theme. The theme, which... nothing, No notes. It doesn't even... It doesn't even register anymore for me. No, there are there are episodes where I'm like, oh, we just skipped the theme this episode, and then I realize, no, it just my mind has created like Yeah. A violent response to it that just erases my memory for those thirteen seconds. Okay, so after the theme we come back and oh. Ben is sad because he is hallucinating. He's and he needs to be uh, assessed by a mental health professional yes this is potentially the funniest moment of the series because he keeps on imagining amy in various places in the hallway and then she like fades avengers <laughs> style into nothingness all while like this like whispery whiny like acoustic folky song is playing that mm-hmm. keeps on repeating I won't let you disappear. I won't let you disappear. I won't let you fade. While she keeps on disappearing and fading. It is so funny. I will also say that song I did add to my Spotify library. I listen to it on repeat sometimes because it's good for wallowing. If you'd like to listen to it for yourself, I can give you the name and artist. I don't. They should be paying us. <laughs> That's, yeah, actually, um, sponsor us. And then, if this artist sponsors us, I will drop the name of your song. If he subscribes to our Patreon. So, okay. So, Mark Molina, Max Medina's wannabe, tells him to snap mm. out of it. And Mark is like, focus on something else. Yes. And Ben, ben is just like, That's a great idea. Too bad I can't. <laughs> it's like, okay. Good comeback, Ben. <laughs> that was really neat what you said there. Ben does kind of get the point where he's like, oh, like Amy can't come back to school, but Ricky doesn't have to face any consequences. Yeah, this episode does like try to bring attention to the inequality between treatment for our high school students who get pregnant. <sighs> I don't know what I was saying. The inherent, like, we live in a society. <laughs> and that society is built on the patriarchy, which means you can get someone pregnant and face no consequences. Yeah, it's true. And the this episode particularly seems to be trying to make that point and doing it poorly. I have written down that Ben thinks he's smarter than Mark. 
Which, is it true? We don't know. Then we go to Adrian and Ricky, and Adrian, like, basically breaks up with Ricky because she tries to seduce him, and he's like, nah. Yes, and then she's like, well, if you're gonna have something to do with your baby's life, I want no thing to do with you. If you're gonna try to step up as a father to your kid, I want nothing of this. I only date irresponsible men. Is that, um, Danielle from Shiva Baby? Oh, good poll, good poll. Thank you. Look at that. Current cultural reference. Yeah, you see that? We couldn't have made that reference four weeks ago the first time we recorded it. It's good that I lost that audio. You're welcome. (laughs) So, okay, then Grace comes over. Adrian calls Grace over basically to just, like, rub it in Ricky's face that they're They're friends. friends, And Ricky is like, yeah, Grace and I are also friends. And then Grace is like, yeah, we're all friends, right? That sweet, sweet girl. And then Ricky just, like, dumps on Grace. Yeah. And shit talks someone... But I just wrote shit talks Ricky, so I don't think. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the only person over the course of the series so far that Ricky has not shit talked. No, he he shit talks Amy, I believe. Okay, Adrian, because this is where he talks to Grace, and he's like, "Oh yeah, oh it's not fair that she gets to leave. I still have to come here every day. She's running away like a coward." I was going to say, he really nails the, like, men's right activist yes. part of this, where he's like, this is hard for me, too. Yes. <laughs> this is actually this is actually harder for me, because um, <laughs> I'm here and some people look at me funny every once in a while. <laughs> and Grace is kind of like, well, you realize she's, like, literally pregnant, and, like, people can see that she's literally pregnant. Rip to Amy, but I'm built different. I could have done that. <laughs> And then Grace talks about how, like, maybe adoption is the answer. And Ricky is just like, I don't know what it's like to be adopted. Which is actually really sad. Oh, he is in the system right now. (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. And Grace is like, oh, I'm sorry. And Ricky's like, whatever. (laughs) And then he's like, want some advice? Dump Jack. Yes, this is the first solid advice Ricky has given. Oh, yeah, clearly he has no ulterior motive, though, well, right? But the thing is, what he says is, even though he doesn't mean it, is good. Because he's like, dump Jack. He's not good enough for you. I'm not saying I'm good enough for you, but, like, Jack's definitely not. But then Ricky just, like, abandons Grace to go flirt with Madison to try to get Amy's number. Oh, where he famously seduces Madison. This plotline... It's so stupid. I almost ripped my beard out of my face because I was just so frustrated. I was frustrated the first time I watched it, and the second time I almost destroyed my television. Yeah, I can't believe you made me watch this storyline. This was the moment where I understood why straight white men put their fists through drywall. <laughs> you were you were I about to have so your Adam close. Driver marriage story. Yes. Experience. Every day I wake up and I have to watch Madison. Com- and Lauren argue about being seduced by Ricky. <laughs> that didn't sound like drywall, but, you know, just imagine that was my fist crashing through the drywall. Fuck. Okay. Okay, so... Okay, then Madison goes up to Lauren and tells tells Lauren that Ricky tried to seduce her. Lauren doesn't believe her, yes. and then they fight over, like, who Ricky would actually seduce. Well, her first thing was, like, well, he knows that I wouldn't have given him the number even if he tried to seduce me. Which, like, I feel like the conversation should have ended there. Because, mm-hmm. like, Lauren obviously has a strong enough 
sense of work. I don't know. But you know what? It's like it's like Dr. Bowman says, you know, low self-esteem in women is the number one cause of death in women. (laughs) (laughs) And Lauren and Madison are proving it right now with this argument over Ricky. Dr. Bowman was not in this episode, thank goodness. Oh, thank God. Then we go to Adrian and Mark. Uh, this, yeah, Adrian rushes into Mark's office, starts, like, oh my God. slamming all the blinds shut and closing the door and, like... And he's, like... He's, like, please, no. The last time we talked, you tried to seduce me in a hallway in front of people. I don't want to know what you're going to try behind closed doors. And she's, like, relax. I just don't want anybody to hear. And he's, like, it's literally a school policy. <laughs> <laughs> Which also, can I say... Bad school policy for the guidance counselor to not be able to shut their door. I wonder if it's an either or situation where it's like either the door can be closed and the window blinds are open or the window blinds can be closed but the door has to be open. That would make sense. I don't know. I just feel like... Also, this is not a major part of this. We also straight up see later in the episode, there's like security cameras in his office. So like, why would that be a pause? Right? Because don't they see... Redacted and redacted in redacted. No, the security guard calls Mark. But weren't they on security cameras? No, the security guard just like saw them sneaking in. Oh, okay. Well, maybe the school should just invest in some security cameras for the sake of privacy. Oh, but oh, but then you probably can't record. Mm. Mm-hmm. Are they just video? Oh, but if it's not audio, I don't know. I don't know why I'm trying to solve this obviously fake ass high school's problems. <laughs> So, Mark, okay, um, she wants to find out who her father is. Spoiler alert, an asshole. Mm. But, but, also the first hot dad of the series. But also, okay, a cop, but it's fine. But a hot cop. (laughs) So. And you know what? You know on this podcast we stand with our boys in blue. (laughs) Meaning Sonic the Hedgehog. (laughs) So Adrian doesn't have a number or name for her dad. She's like, can you help me find it out? Starts like flirting with Mark and Mark is like, I'm not interested in high school girls, which is such a weird flex. Like, that's not really something to be like proud of is like, wow, I'm I'm such a good person because I'm not. That's actually the highest moral standard you can take. Okay, so then we have Ben even more in need of a mental health assessment because he like this is a long one like he hallucinates amy for a really long time at lunch yes like at various lunch tables like walking down the road i think like eating at one point is she is hallucination amy eating i don't remember i just remember them like holding hands and then henry and alice come up yeah and alice is like what the fuck is wrong with you boy (laughs) and she's like you should eat some food and ben is like i'm not hungry uh He's just so whiny. Okay, so Ben sees Amy everywhere, and then Henry is like, oh, you should go blind. Yeah, I got a fun way for you to go blind. And then Alice is like, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, Alice, I love, Alice, like, makes Henry explain the joke, and then it's like, that's not a funny joke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she's like, wait, that's just an old wives tale, that's not a joke, that's not funny at all, what's wrong with you? And he's like, well, he laughed, and she's like, but I didn't. (laughs) Which good way to have standards, Alice. Like, don't give in to your shitty boyfriend's shitty jokes. On the subject of Henry and Alice, I do need to say, um, because otherwise it will not be made clear for future episodes when I thirst openly. Um, 
This is the episode where I reveal that Henry and Alice in real life were 26 and 22 at the time of <laughs> this show. So any f- comments in future episodes where I talk about Henry being hot, it's okay. okay. Henry is hot. Not the way that they portray him in this show because they gave him like a really bad haircut and was like, okay, now you look 16. But the actor who portrays Henry is very hot. Yes. Okay, then Alice blows her mind by telling them that girls masturbate too. And... Okay. Yeah, this... That was the... Henry... Uh, oh, Henry... This Henry was, is oh. then a, a little bitch. Because he finds out that Alice masturbates. And then he's like, she's cheating on me. She's fantasizing about Justin Timberlake. Also, Justin Timberlake was not hot when he was young. Like Justin Timberlake has Justin never been Timberlake hot is not hot now. a lesbian. Oh, Wow. Okay, I can't relate to that particular experience, but Justin Timberlake was hot for 30 minutes in 2015, and then it stopped. Yeah. I was just gonna say, this is the thing the show loves to do, too, where it, like, makes a good point that, like, teens might not be talking about, which is, like, girls are allowed to masturbate, and then it ruins all the good it does by making the storyline around it so incredibly regressive that, like, Mm -hmm. the progressive point that it's making gets completely lost in the shuffle. Thanks, Brenda Hampton. So then we, we like fan over to a different part of the lunch spot where oh. Adrian is like talking to SA Kid. SA Kid has a lot of friends. SA Kid does have a lot of friends. Also, I'll just say it, SA Kid has beautiful eyes. Have you ever known? Like, he has those really like nice, big, watery brown eyes. No. I had to focus on new things this time around because I couldn't <laughs> just. You notice things when you watch the worst episode of the worst show twice. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she's getting some information from Essay Kid about where to get. Yeah, he like kicks all his friends out of the table because she's like, can I talk to you about something personal? And he's like, you heard her, go away, which is like baller. He's literally a mob boss. And I think that's cool. And then he like tells Adrian information she probably could have looked up on the internet, but like where she could get a copy of her birth certificate, which is in her permanent record or her permanent file or whatever. Which I don't. Have we discussed it? Are permanent records real? I think you have, like, a file at a school that has, like, all your information. Okay. But I don't... I just feel I like that got it, like, tossed around a lot to... as a threat that never really got... I don't think it, like, up. follows you to, like, college or anything. Oh. But it does... Like, they do keep track of, like, you know... I will say the biggest scam of my life was when I found out middle school grades literally mean nothing. Oh, yeah. I was so pissed when all of a sudden I realized I wouldn't have had to try whatsoever and all that mattered was, like, high school. Mm-hmm. And even those grades don't really matter as much as they say. If you're... Neither do... Co- co- your college grades don't matter. College grades matter the least because as long as you have a degree, no one's looking at the GPA unless maybe yeah. you're going to grad school or med school. And if you're doing yeah. that, like, you're probably a nerd anyway, so... <laughs> Okay, thanks. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm so sorry. I forgot. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's fine. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so she kisses his forehead as payment. Leaves a big old lip gloss splotch. Yeah. Which, like, you know what? More power Here to for both it. of them. I really miss when ladies would wear enough lipstick that they'd leave a kiss and it would just be a giant. Well, now it's... I think people still wear enough lipstick to do that, but you wear lip stain. And it, like, it's just better quality. Are there really, like, subtle lip stains that I could, like, change my lip color just a tiny bit? Yeah, I'll take you to Sephora. Okay, cool. Because I don't want a lot, but, like, sometimes I think my lips just aren't an attractive color. I also haven't seen my lips in years. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh god i think this is the next day it's confusing what the timeline is because madison and lauren are wearing different outfits but also, no i think they ma- went home I, during lunch to change because like i think so too because it can't possibly be the next it day it can't possibly be because of the, i don't think like we even get a cut in the shot i think they just zoom over to them mm-hmm. also they're like dressed now like more provocatively to like attract ricky but the outfits they chose are like the worst provocative in this show means a tank top yeah (laughs) that's like madison's literally wearing like a black tank top she's wearing like two tank tops over each other where like they don't look good and a pair of jeans yes and then lauren's like wearing makeup yeah and then madison compares lauren to janet jackson which Janet Jackson's like famously very hot. Like I don't see what's the like that feels like a compliment. Like, I know, but Matt, but Lauren is like, is that because I'm black? And Madison's like, oh, I'm a racist now. Well, Madison, you're a noted anti-abortion activist mm. and anti-divorce, and probably mm. a Republican. So mm. probably Ricky comes up to them and like Lauren and Ricky flirt because Lauren just kind of like inserts herself, and he's like, I like difficult women. Yeah, and she's like, well, I'm definitely a challenge. Gross. And then he gives her his number to give to Amy, which I do think is the route he should have gone anyway, because, like, I personally, I don't like giving people other people's numbers if I don't have their permission. I would far rather give the number to someone else and tell Mm -hmm. them to contact the person if they want to, not that I accidentally, like, give a number to a stalker or a person that they're not trying to talk to. Mm-hmm. And then Madison goes and sits with a boy, which later in the episode... Oh, just kidding. No, no, no. I was going to say, Lauren doesn't even give Amy Ricky's number, but that's because Lauren doesn't go see Amy oh. in the episode. Yeah. So, okay, Madison goes and sits with a random boy, and then his girlfriend shows up, and Madison is very sad. Yeah, she's like, oh I my hate Madison. I, I mean, I think if anyone liked Madison, I think there would be an issue... At this point, at least. I don't think she's done much to redeem herself. No. Okay, so then we go to Adrian and Mark again in Mark's office. And Adrian is like, you can get me my birth certificate for my permanent file. And he's like, no, I can't do that. Here, you can get this form notarized and wait four months. And she's like, no. But I don't understand this. When we recorded the first time, I had a I had a lot of issues with this. I just yeah. don't understand why you can't just give somebody their birth certificate. It's literally their birth why, certificate. Why can't like, she just find it at home? She must not have it at home, or she must not want to ask her mother where it is. I don't know. There's I don't. I would know where that there's is. There's a lockbox in if my she, house that has all of our documents. Her mom is literally gone like ninety percent of the time. Well, that's the thing. You have time, and like, yeah, I don't know. I think she could put Adrian, on. Some, you need to learn could, how to pick some locks. She could throw on some rubber gloves, pretend she was cleaning, and then search the house top to bottom. <laughs> that is the one problem with doing this episode like completely out of order. I don't know if that scene has happened yet. But, I think like, no, I don't think it's happened. But hey, yet. keep an eye out for some rubber gloves. Is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> so okay, then we go to the George at the furniture store. This is funny. He he gets a oh call and Anne it's Anne and she I am is talking very quietly begging George to get caller ID I know <laughs> because yeah she's like George it's me and he's like who is this Cindy is that you <laughs> and Anne's like what 
And then he tries to cover himself by being like, Cindy Lou, yeah, I just checked. Those bunk beds aren't coming in for your kids. Um, I know you wanted them for their birthday. Why don't you give them a puppy instead? Oh, a customer's coming. Goodbye. And he thinks he's so she- slick. <laughs> he does. And then he calls again. Well, no, Anne calls again to be like, can you please stay the fuck away from me? Yes. And he tries to act like he didn't know it was her the first time. He's like, who is this? Anne, is that you? It's like, George, I'm going to need you to get hit by a bus real quick. And then he calls a mysterious someone. Yes. For some company. Yes. And who could it be? We'll find out after the break. (laughs) Okay, then we go to... (laughs) Oh my god. This is the only is this... scene in the show that matters. This scene. <laughs> I have so many. I had so many questions the first time. I have more questions this time. I. Okay, so Mimsy comes in with Amy in and Anne. Amy is wearing like Anne's old sweater. This iconic That's so... duck set sweater. Were you going to insult like... it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. No, I was going to say. I mean, the sweater wouldn't, would be cute yes. if it like had long sleeves and like wasn't just like an ugly shape like if it was like a, an oversized sweater it is at it such an awkward cute. shape where you can't really wear it with leggings but like it will dip too far over like jeans or something yeah and it's just like it it's should like be a, a sweater baby doll dress. sweater yeah it's, it's so weird what is this but the, oh wait actually that tracks because like this yeah. would be like the 90s when she was wearing it she probably thought she looked when just like courtney animals, love yeah, yeah. But anyway, so Mimsy, like, misremembers when Anne wore the sweater and then is like, adoption is not an option. Everyone will help, you know, everyone will help Amy with the baby. Me and you and George and Ashley, too. And I was like, Ashley is 13. Yeah, don't put that on Ashley. She doesn't need to help with the baby if she doesn't want to. Mm-mm. Also, I just want to compliment a good rhyme. Adoption is not an option. Like, I'm not sure I agree with the content, but like, sick bar. Mimsy wants to pay for Amy and Ben to take a honeymoon to Paris. Which Disgusting. Is just the they are children. This is. It's. You know what? She saw the fault in our stars and was like, "Oh, <laughs> let's let's send her to Paris actually, instead of yeah, which Amsterdam." Shailene was. Famously in The Fault in Our Stars. Shailene famously was The Fault in Those Stars. <laughs> Just kidding, that would so. be Ansel if it was either of them at this point. <laughs> That's true. I forgot about him and like his problematic behavior. Then Mimsy is like, your mom only weighed three pounds when she was born, which is not true. <laughs> yeah, Anne's like, no, I weighed seven pounds, four ounces. And then Mimsy just stares at her and she's like, you were tiny. <laughs> And then this is the iconic part where Mimsy pulls out the silverware drawer and is yes. like, the baby can live here for the first couple years and then you'll have to move him somewhere bigger, like, like a, a dresser. dresser drawer. Which, the first time I was watching this, I couldn't tell what was happening. I thought it was supposed to be like she was making a silly joke, but like the music behind it is so like ominous and sad. And I'm like, wait. I also just like... Has have the writers ever met somebody with like dementia? <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's not even like she opened the drawer thinking it was like a bed or a trundle bed or something. <laughs> Apparently, dementia makes you think that children <laughs> live in drawers and desks. It was so. I don't know what was the point of that and why those decisions were made. <laughs> Brenda Hampton, I would like to educate you on. <laughs> 
dementia <laughs> everything <laughs> so then george and his employee oh yeah oh. Okay, mm. so George, the person that he called to talk to was his employee. The first gay of the show! <laughs> Which, George literally knows nothing about his employee. We, or okay, also, or I like the status how... of gay rights. <laughs> 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 because his employee which we don't get a name for his employee but his employees are married to a man named leon which we find out his partner's name but i will not say his name. leon is a hot name i will go for any man named leon if your name is leon King, you're listening of leon oh you just ruined it never mind if your name's leon you're no longer attractive to me <laughs> so then um yeah no, this wait. guy has been i just want to say Fuck Kings of Leon for making me learn what an NFT is. I'm so pissed. Okay, continue. So then, um, this guy, the employee, has been married for 10 years, and George is like, is that legal? Because <laughs> he doesn't legal? know. So then the employee is like, we have a guest room if you want to stay with us, which I don't know why anybody would any ever like willingly let George well, stay in their he's house. he's too nice, especially because this hasn't been confirmed yet, but I am positive that George is homophobic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> There's been no solid as evidence toward this, but I can tell you with 100% certainty. There's some things you just know. Like that um. the creators of The Sims love the Cocteau Twins, and that Chuck Lore always plays as Baby Mario when playing Mario Kart. <laughs> Google Chuck Lore if you don't know why that's funny. That's the creator of The Big Bang Theory and Young Sheldon. Didn't he also create Two and a Half Men? Yes, but it's more relevant to the Young Sheldon discourse. <laughs> But okay, so uh, the then the employee is like, "Here's an alarm clock. Don't wake up and let fucking yeah, customers like... see you scratching your ass." <laughs> you dumb bitch. Be a little more subtle. At least close the curtains. Then okay, so then Adrian breaks into the school and puts lip gloss on. Hot, but unnecessary. Hot? No idea what we're supposed to think is happening at this point. I genuinely thought she was going to seduce Hot Counselor, and that's why she walks into the school, like, struts in and puts lip gloss on. Mm-hmm. Then Ricky and Tom and Grace, Ricky and Tom are going to have a chat, during which Ricky immediately calls Tom's mom hot, which was just, like, a weird thing that I did not catch the first time I watched this episode, yeah, but like, very funny. It's true and funny, but, like, you don't need to say it. <laughs> no. Yeah. So... Yeah, I also, I do love the setup of this part, where, like... Ricky's like, oh, it's kind of uncomfortable discussing with a third person listening. And you're, like, kind of supposed to assume that he's talking about Tom. But instead, Tom's like, Grace, give us a minute to speak. Yeah. And then we find out we're actually talking. Tom is discussing adoption with Ricky because we Mm -hmm. find out that Tom was actually adopted. Yeah. After Dr. Bowman, the hero doctor, saved everyone's (laughs) lives. Broke HIPAA. (laughs) So, <laughs> he was always getting in trouble for doing things you're not supposed to do, like helping people. <laughs> so, Amy is sad. Madison comes over and ignores Amy's plea to go away. Yes. Madison, like, explains the conflict between Lauren and her and that it's about Ricky, which is just, like, annoying. It's annoying. Also, like, Amy's obviously upset. Do you really need to, like, make this moment about you? <laughs> I know. And like, Amy's she never like- asks what's going on with Amy. 
I, I had that written down too because Amy like keeps like breaking into crying and Madison just assumes it's about her it's being like, a bad friend and she's like, please don't cry. Please don't cry. And it's like, why don't you ask her if she's okay? Well, that's the thing. Why don't you ask her why she's crying and like maybe just listen to her for the first time in your life? Right. Which then Lauren calls Madison and <laughs> Madison hands the phone to Amy. And, then, and the first thing Lauren does is ask Amy if she's okay. Yes. After she says, wait, I thought I called Madison. Yeah. But then, no, Lauren does actually, like, check on her. Lauren and Madison, like, make up. They, and they promise. say, <laughs> yeah, they'll never fight over a boy again. And Madison is like, unless it's a hot celebrity. Which, honestly, you gotta write those into the contract. <laughs> if one of these oh. hot celebrities, like Justin Timberlake, apparently. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> Well, that's the thing. They famously go to school with... Oh, wait, shoot. That's a spoiler. Um, I just think it's so funny that this whole thing... Because then Jason asks Madison out and she's like, yeah! And, like, Ugh. celebrates with Amy. And I'm like, Amy is in the middle Amy of a literal a- crisis. Amy is in crisis and she's dealing with your bullshit. Oh. So, then... Okay, then we have Ben and Henry. Ben is talking to Alice on the phone and is like guessing who she fantasizes about when she masturbates every single guess he makes is someone who has proven to be extremely problematic i know (laughs) in the year 2021 we have johnny depp we have brad Brad pitt Pitt. we have shia labeouf yeah we have raymond ramon (laughs) no the guy in science with good hair and then i was like is ben bi i think i think it would be a bigger infer it would make more sense to infer that he's bi if he was referring to Ray Romano. <laughs> I'm going to make the blanket statement that all homosexuals are slightly attracted to Ray Romano. I mean, even lesbians? Yes, of course. There's something about... Honestly, Dab. yeah. Also, Ray Romano in The Big Sick, very good. Oh, true. I forgot. I always forget he's in it because he sinks into the character so well that you forget it's like a famous person. Oh, that's true. I love Judd Apatow. Okay. Alice comes in and is like... You idiot, I think about you. And Ben is there, and it's so uncomfortable. Yes, and then she, like, details her fantasy. She's like, I just, I imagine it's her wedding night, and we're in Paris, and I've got this beautiful dress on, you just rip it off me with your teeth. I don't know if she says with your teeth, but, like, that's what I imagined. I don't like straight people. No. (laughs) At all. Um, wow, okay. So, we've... I am calling Lil Mama on you, but, like, that's fine. (laughs) So then we find out that Alice's mom is a therapist, which makes a lot of sense. And then she, like, leaves because she has an algebra test tomorrow. And Alice offers Henry a ride home, which is very funny. Yes, and we find out that she's been in the car with her mother while Henry is trying to guess who she thinks about when she masturbates. Yeah, so funny. Then Grace and Ricky are talking and this is when we find out grace's dad is bad at hipaa because he's a good person yes he's always doing things he's not supposed to do like helping people grace really wants to be friends with ricky which i think is very noble she's such a good person she is i hate how good of a person she is but i love her for it and i yeah i just think yeah. yeah ricky basically declines because he's like you don't know my life, you don't know my parents, you don't know my story. And it's like, yeah, shut up, It really Ricky. is a big... Like, someone's trying to be nice to you. You know my name, not my story moment. You yeah. Know? It's like, I bet you wouldn't like me so much if you knew how damaged I was. <laughs> That's right. I messed up. 
It's so then Mark. Oh my god! Oh. Was this the precursor to the Jughead speech from Riverdale? I'm weird. I'm a weirdo. You see how I wear this hat every day? That's weird. <laughs> oh, you haven't watched Riverdale, have you? I watched the first season. Oh, okay. So you thing. saw the the weirdo speech. Unfortunately. I, what do you mean? Unfortunately. Riverdale had some iconic moments. I'm sorry. I wish it didn't, <laughs> but it did. So then we're back at the school. Mark enters the building and Jack and Adrian are there. Yeah. Which, first time we've seen Jack in a while. Yeah. Which, like, I'm... They really, they needed to keep him on the payroll. So they were like, you can help Adrian break in, I guess. Yes. you can... <laughs> For no real reason. Like, it doesn't make sense why he'd be the one to help break in. No. Um, it's just... Maybe he... Yeah. I don't know. Well, it de- it is explained, like... Yeah, so Jack is like, we broke in because of the construction and snuck in through the gym. And then he's like, why are you here? And then there's like this big thing where like Mark can't come to his office after hours, which feels which is made up. simply untrue in 99% of school districts. Like you're allowed to be in your own. Like my mother works in as a teacher. My brother works as a teacher. My dad worked as a coach. They all had keys and were allowed to come in mm-hmm. whenever. They just needed to disarm the security code yeah um and mark is like i could have you both suspended and you could be kicked off of majorettes and you could be kicked off of football oh those other bitches in the majorettes would love that wouldn't Uh, they (laughs) and adrian is like go ahead you'll get fired too which is such it's It's not true why would he get fired for coming to his office at night no idea i'm so this this show but then it is revealed that mark pulled adrian's file and Adrian <laughs> promised Jack she'd get him and Grace back together, which is why he helped. Yeah. Which, okay, fine. But he gives, so Mark gives Adrian her dad's name and then <laughs> tries to hug him. He's like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. And Grace has to like, or not Grace, Jack has to like ruin this moment by being like, okay, great. Your thing happened. Now, like, when do I get Grace? And it's like, shut it's like, up. Grace is not a prize for you to win. Okay, she's a human being, and she's a good one. She's the only good one, famously. True. <laughs> nah, she's probably homophobic, but it's fine. Well, no, but, like, Ricky tells her she's the only good person in the world. That's true. <laughs> so then, okay, then we have Mimsy and Anne and Amy, and then Ashley comes in later, too. Yes, this scene, like... Took ten years off my life. Yes, but there's also a few moments that I think are kind of sweet. Um, mm-hmm. This is where... Um, Anne comes in and Amy's crying and finally someone asks her how she's doing and yeah. they're both like oh, no we're kind of rough right now and then Mimsy comes in and she's like I should have told you I'm so sorry I have Alzheimer's I have. <laughs> it's embarrassing to have Alzheimer's when you remember <laughs> Which, um, we find out she didn't take her medication this morning and that's why she was a little um, mm-hmm. a little out of it today um and ash ashley comes in and is like i'll take care of all three of you which is like kind of sad like ashley feels so much responsibility yes yeah because like amy is like mimsy you don't have to leave your house i can come i can still come and live with you and i'll take care of you and then Mimsy's like but who will take care of you and then ashley pops and she's like it's me i'll take care of both of Mm -hmm. you i'll take care of all three of you that really like broke my heart (laughs) Yeah, and Mimsy ruins it by being like, we'll see after you're out of the stage. What does that mean? Shut up. What stage? Everyone loves to hate Ashley. And, like, again, she's the only 
good like adult in this family and she literally just like at 13 offered to like basically end any prospect of a social life and like just take care of these three women in her family that are having like a horrible time of it right now we find out Mimsy's going to move to assisted she care. She sold her house. <sighs> yeah, kind of sad. She's very excited because she's going to have a screened-in porch and a fireplace. Yes, we find out she never liked her house. Her husband just yeah, bought it because so he sad. liked it, which, I don't know, major Jim Halpert vibes, I'll say. <laughs> um. Then Ashley is like, they're giving you a fireplace? That's <laughs> 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 just funny. Ashley and she's so like, it's funny. electric. <laughs> It's electric. <laughs> so then she reveals, she's like, are you sure you don't need my help, Amy? And Amy's like, no, it's fine. And Mimsy's like, good, I'm going on vacation. Yes. I'm more of a, I'm more of a good time gal, not a, not the helping type, which is. I wish I was the kind of person who could tell people in the middle of crisis, like, oh, thank God you don't need me. I'm really, I'm not the kind of person who wants to help. <laughs> But then she, like, you know, tells Anne, like, oh, you should, you know, like, fuck George, basically. And she's like... Oh, wait, no, she shouldn't fuck George. She should have a fun time saying (laughs) fuck George. Yeah, exactly. She's like, you know, and, um, and... Anne is like, oh, you know about us? And Mimsy's like, I do, but soon I'll forget. Oh, my God. Which is just so insensitive. The way... Honestly, like... This is, like... In a way, it's kind of like back in the 70s when they'd put, like, a gay character into a show, but they were just, like, embodying every stereotype that was, like, mm-hmm. pretty negative. But then Did they're, you like... see back in the 70s? Back in the 2012s. Back, back in the <laughs> Back 20- in this year. <laughs> I was specifically thinking about, I recently did some reading on DC Comics' first gay superhero who was like, it was like this flamboyant magician that like never explicitly had a boyfriend, but like they just hinted that he was gay because he was very flamboyant and was like borderline offensive slash definitely offensive. Speaking of offensive. Speaking of offensive. Ben calls Amy. <sighs> He's still hallucinating. I like how this is never brought up in the future episodes. Yeah, we just don't care that Ben had like a minor psychotic break, I guess. <laughs> and, um, you know, we he kind of finds out that Amy's not going to leave. Because yes. she's like, I'm not going anywhere. Which isn't really like confirmation that she's not no. leaving. But it was enough for him. Yeah, and it's just, it's lovely to see a character like Ben have his bad behavior rewarded time and time again. Every, like, negative thing he does. I know. He just constantly gets the results that he wants, and I hate it. <laughs> True. The White Man's Burden. Oh my goodness. It's just like that movie, The White Man's Burden. The White Man's Burden is about oppressed John Travolta kidnapping his boss harry belafonte who is a black man who has all the control in the world it's a trip oh my goodness that's a that's horrible okay overall thoughts on this episode i'm sad i had to watch it again but you know it's a real throwback to where we came from and where where we have yet to go yes yeah Um, so this has been episode eight Eight of Secret Life of Duke American Teenagers, Your Cheatin' Heart. Your I'm Aaron. Heart. And I'm Jesse. And you can follow us on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at your two gay friends. You can follow our Patreon and kick us some coin. Um at it's www.patreon.com slash your two gay friends. You are the number two gay friends. 
Um, you can follow us individually on Twitter. Aaron is at Gluten Monster. The Owen Monster is a zero. And Jesse is at GoJesse2K20. And you can send us an email at sl with jesse and aaron at gmail.com you can hit us up and you can also have a lovely day and i recommend it i encourage it you have a lovely day if you're listening this far you deserve a lovely day have the best day have the best day if you didn't listen this far fuck you (laughs) i'm just kidding i love you no matter how far you went in the episode Okay. That seems like a good place to stop for today. (laughs) Bye. Bye.